0: Good morning and welcome to another episode of The Chamber Files. That's the podcast for the Downtown Chamber of Commerce, the ACCE Chamber of the Year, the greatest chamber in the universe, the only chamber that has a podcast featuring me, Sid Juarker. We are here uh, recording this podcast at the Downtown Des Moines Radio Group. We usually have Calvin, our producer, but we've decided to up our game post-COVID with a brand new producer who's a hundred times better, Kate. She's here. We're here in a studio, so we're separated by bulletproof glass. Kate's wearing a welder's mask. This should be fun because the chamber files, spelled with a PH, like philanthropy, which is a good segue into our guest today, Managing Director Eric Heininger of Eden Plus, sir. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Sid? Good, Eric. Now tell me about Eden Plus. So
1: Eden Plus provides uh, nonprofits with campaign management and feasibility studies and every form of revenue for their mission-driven activities. So if it's a fundraiser, if it's major gifts, if they are trying to do great things in a quick time period, we're there to help.
0: All right. So Eden Plus, it's a... it's Eden with the plus symbol. It uh, is, yeah. <laughs> uh, if you Google Eden, do you put in the plus sign? Do you type in plus. How do we find my? I normally
1: don't Google myself here, ah. uh, but it is EdenPlus.org.
0: All right, perfect. And now tell me about the name. Why Eden Plus?
1: So Eden Plus is uh, we created an acronym that's every donor, every need. Okay. Um, and so it's really focusing on the the folks who make nonprofits possible. You know, we we aren't the nurses, the artists, the teachers who make uh, our community run, but we are the folks who can help make sure that they have the, the dollars that they need in order to achieve their mission.
0: All right. Now, uh, Eric, how long have you been around in downtown Des Moines?
1: So I arrived in downtown Des Moines in early 2016. I was only supposed to be here temporarily. And on day three, I met my wife. Uh, and that's that story. We have been here ever since, and it's been wonderful.
0: You know, this the funny thing about this podcast, I just realized, is every transplant story, such as yours, has always started with them meeting someone from Des Moines and getting married, and that's why they're here. So I think Des Moines' claim to fame is that we just find good people, marry them, and keep them here. I think that's a great plan. (laughs) 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 Eric, so now talk to me about your journey uh, as far as becoming a managing director of Eden Plus. Uh, What's your background? Uh, What do you love to do? What's your passion? How is this the best thing for you right now?
1: So I have always had a strong sense of service to my community and Serving Des Moines is my backyard. It's one of the great things that we can do to make our our city wonderful and livable and have great families who uh, can feel proud about their life here. Um, My background is actually in engineering, but then I spent about a decade after that doing philanthropy and fundraising work in-house and out of house uh, for national consulting firms and based out of Chicago, and that's how I ended up in Des Moines. But I have always thought of sort of a data-driven model for how we do fundraising. There's a lot of science out there, it's a little bit of art, but when we really drill into the numbers and we think about it strategically, it, it works that much better and it's that much more impactful for the nonprofits that we serve.
0: All right, now Eric, uh, as far as nonprofits you serve, uh, what are some of the things you do as far as helping nonprofits?
1: So we will often, if an organization is thinking about a major project, like building a new hospital or creating a new school, we'll help them to create a strategy around what that campaign could look like. So first, it's a it's sort of a listening exercise where we do a feasibility study uh, to figure out, is this the right time, the right place, the right project? Uh, and if there is good support, then we'll help them to... Uh, reach their goal and their goal can be you know anywhere between a hundred thousand dollars just to get them out of debt to ten million dollars to make sure that we are serving more cancer patients in our community. And so it's really sort of all over the place in terms of scope and scale, but it's those projects that are really sort of small and impactful and uh, with everyone involved where their hearts are in it that make a difference to me.
0: All right. Now is uh, your uh, relationship with the nonprofit? Uh, project based or is it sort of like a a long-term relationship where they come to you for whatever they need or is everything treated like a specific project? As as- we
1: often sort of treat it on a project basis. You know, we, we're often called the Mary Poppins of fundraising. You know, there will be a, a challenge and a an opportunity and we'll drop in and we'll, we'll help them get their life uh, on track and make sure that they achieve their goal and then we quietly disappear with our little umbrella.
0: All right. <laughs> and uh, is there a success story you'd like to share or some sort of... Uh, Uh, example of something that really like, you know, makes you feel like this is a great thing to be doing and gives you a lot of satisfaction?
1: One of the greatest things that we've been able to do is to serve some of the smaller communities across Iowa. These small towns have big hearts, and the missions that these nonprofits have are extremely meaningful to them. Uh, It impacts every member of the city. So for instance, you know, if it's a small rural hospital where everyone could be impacted by having a new emergency room this is where the community comes together and it's not sort of a should we or could we it's we have to do this this is our only chance and without it we we can't be a thriving community and so this is our chance uh, as eden plus to help those cities and towns and villages you know keep their heritage and really build up what they need to be a long-term viable city
0: all right. Now, uh, as far as Eden Plus goes, uh, I'm going to bring this up. We don't really need to spend a lot of time on this because, like we've talked about, we want this podcast to live forever, not just in the environment mm-hmm. we're in. But uh, obviously, you know, this is a valid point and it could come up later with something else. Uh, things that happen could affect donors and, of course, uh, nonprofits. And we live in a pandemic world at the moment. And how is that affecting what you do? Has that changed a model Change the game plan? Are things ever going to be the same again, in your opinion, as far as fundraising and nonprofits go?
1: COVID has affected philanthropy tremendously, uh, but Des Moines is a generous city. Uh, we are seeing just amazing work and amazing giving happening all across uh, the community. And so, for some folks where they feel like, you know, this is not our time to stand forward. Um, they have taken a backseat to say, there are important projects in the city that we have to fund because of the the vulnerable populations who need help today. And we will not sort of create noise for that. Uh, and then this is their chance to sort of make sure that their relationships with donors are stronger than ever. Um, and for those organizations who are driving forward and absolutely need to invest in their future, we're seeing Great, great giving from their supporters and from the community. It is just amazing to see uh, how s- millions of dollars are pouring into these nonprofits because people know the mission is so important.
0: Right. And now I'm going to get some free advice out of you, all right? All right. Go for it. Cool, Sid. Eric. You're on the podcast now. You're to, we talked about new and this city being generous. Uh, the way I look at it, a lot of our nonprofits here in our community rely on a very um, – Uh, event-based sort of uh, fundraising goal, which is uh, galas for one, Mm -hmm. you know, then at this time of year, there's probably one every week Uh, and they rely heavily on the attendance there, making that gala something that people come and donate to. And in a world where we can't really get a lot of people together in the same place and we can't, and we're sort of zoomed out is the word I use as far as virtual getting together. Uh, what are some of the options? Are we going to switch to a different style of fundraising or where we can do events?
1: Yeah, as a whole, events are tough because they are resource intensive and financially intensive. I think that when we focus on major gifts and having those one-on-one conversations, we have a great opportunity to draw donors and organizations together to achieve their philanthropic goals. Uh, I think that there's a, a time and a place for those sorts of large events. You know, we we all love to see the, the amazing videos that show, you know, children ha- reading their first book. Mm-hmm. Um, but those events I think are going to uh, shift away from major focus because we are seeing obviously the social distancing affecting that. But they're also just sort of hard to do and when we can uh, move the, the efforts toward some of these one-on-one conversations, I think it makes a big difference. But if you are trying to do a large event, there are great ways to do it. Uh, while we may be zo- zoomed out, uh, I think that you can have a donor centric event. And I, I was just, uh, doing a Des Moines Fundraising Institute session on virtual fundraisers. And one of the things that we've talked about is that shared intimate experience. And, you know, one of the most intimate things that you can do is share a meal. So even if you have uh, a virtual event, if you can find a way to share that meal, whether it's, you know, sending a small piece of candy to every attendee ahead of the event so that they at that moment can be together and, you know, have that shared plate, I think you can do a lot of great things that way. Or uh, that intimate experience, you know, wear the same color or have the a costume, you know, it's your chance to really be together and have fun. Uh, so many of these uh, video conferences are tough and boring and you just want to turn your camera off but when you can all do it together and have that shared experience you're going to have a much better time and it will help draw folks into the mission.
0: That's great piece of advice Eric, and that is really awesome to hear that uh, you know it, it might it might be different world we live in but it's adaptable and things will continue uh, especially with great organizations that serve our community and uh, places such as Eden Plus that help those organizations do what they need to do uh, to serve members of our community, um, any sort of parting thoughts on um, uh, what Eden Plus can do, how people can get involved, uh, things things people need to know.
1: Absolutely. So, Eden Plus partners with organizations of all shapes and sizes to achieve their goals, and we we really believe that uh, a rising tide lifts all boats. So, if you are a donor remember the organizations that need you it is so important today more than ever we we just saw some data that said up to seven percent of organizations will close their doors in the next 36 months due to uh, the pandemic and so it's urgent Uh, donors can help by acting now and organizations uh, this is not the time to wait and see you really need to step forward today and um give it your best effort because you never know what's gonna happen at the end of 2020 or 2021 to shift the landscape.
0: Love it, Eric, and uh, look in the mail. I'm gonna send you a piece of candy and we're gonna share it together on Zoom, baby. I love it, that sounds great. (laughs) (laughs) Eric, thank you so much for being on our podcast today. You've been a great guest. Uh, Give us that website again.
1: That website is edenplus.org. Edenplus.org,
0: and go check it out. Eric's doing great things with great organizations supporting our community. This has been another episode of Chamber Files, the podcast for the Des Moines downtown chamber, the greatest chamber in the world, the universe, and everything else beyond. So please tune in again. We hope you like us. Uh, Come to a chamber event. We've been doing virtual events lately, uh, including DIG as well as LEAP, and uh, you can find all that information on our website. Uh, We are recording this podcast at the Des Moines Radio Group, conveniently located across from the Sculpture Garden. Kate is here doing her thing producing this show we're having a wonderful time if you'd like to record your own podcast contact the Des Moines Radio Group Michael Hope's the person to talk to they can set you up in a bulletproof studio just like this and Kate will be there with the welder's mask thank you all for listening appreciate you bye